0: I'm delighted to say we've got another big kickoff uh, uh, cricket podcast after uh, the first two. We've got a third one there, and I'm pleased to say I've been joined by uh, two new people and one person who was a big success uh, on our last cricket podcast as well. Uh, let's start off with a big success person. Um, delighted to say we've got from County Cricket Matters, uh, Annie Shave who's back with us again. Uh, good evening to you, Annie.
1: Hello, Peter. Very pleased to be back.
0: Good. Uh, I mentioned about two new people. Um, I've got Wes Spearman, who is this is the first time on the uh, big kickoff cricket podcast for Wes. Wes is um, a presenter of the weekly Wickets cricket show on Radio Sona. and uh, uh, he's had me on there a few times. So tonight, the roles are reversed because uh, I can have a go at him, which I'm really thoroughly really looking forward to. And uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, good evening to you, Wes. Good evening, Peter. I will be gentle with you, don't worry (laughs) And last but by no means least, a man I've known for quite a few years Uh, We go back a few years, back to old Essex days in fact He's the author of a magnificent book which we'll talk about briefly in just a minute Called Last Wicket Stand, Richard Clark. Good evening to you Richard Hi Pete, how are you? I'm good, yourself? Uh, Not bad Good. I'm going to start with you then because I've given you the big build-up. It is a wonderful book, it has to be said. Anyone who's not actually read this before, trust me, go out and buy it. It is a fantastic book because it's really devoted to county cricket, isn't it, Richard? So tell us more about the book.
2: Yeah, I mean, funny enough, I tweeted that... um, cricket, county cricket in particular, is, is the most wonderful waste of time ever invented. And that is a line taken from the book. And really, it's a celebration of that fact, really. It is something that we love, that amuses us, but it also, and people have corrected me on that tweet, they've, they've said it, it has an important role in our lives in terms of friendship, in terms of interest, in terms of mental health, in terms of so many things. And uh, this book, in particular is was in my 50th year obviously Pete i know you're several decades younger than me but yeah you know, when you, reach 50, you may, may come across some, some of these issues um but uh, yeah I, I i reached my 50th year and uh, county cricket also um like myself was struggling for what's its future what's its purpose what's its role mm. and so i decided to follow essex throughout the 2019 season um exploring those thoughts in my head as I sat in the stands and watched Essex play and as you know Pete it turned out to be a pretty half decent season so it's uh, a yeah 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 well there we go you've got a chance to get your own back Annie in a few weeks Um, so so the um, the it it it, it it turned out to be a meditation for myself a therapy for myself and I think it struck a chord with a few people because so many people use county cricket and love county cri- cricket in the same way and for the same reasons so it's not your traditional book you know someone the publisher said to me it's a it's a it's a bit fever pitchy for cricket and older people and I thought that was a horrible comparison but it's probably true
0: <laughs> and where could people who have interest uh, get your book from Richard
2: well, there's a, a very simple website called Amazon, that's A, a no, um, Amazon, I do, ha- do have it, it's selling there. If you want to buy a copy from me, go to my website, mrrichardclark.com, uh, I'm a little bit cheaper than Amazon, I'm, I'll post it to myself, and I'll sign it to whatever you want, as long as I don't have to say I like Surrey. Apart from that, I'm good. <laughs> Standards, Pete. Standards. Always
0: standards. (laughs) That might have have put a few people off. No, no. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Richard, we we will be talking county cricket. You'll be pleased to know. And obviously international cricket as well. Um, Let's quickly start off then with the Bob Willis Trophy. Obviously, congratulations to Essex. It was a little bit confusing yesterday, wasn't it? Because one minute Essex had qualified, the next minute it was a case of, well, we don't know. We're not too sure. Everything was up in arms, but in the end, Essex got there. And today, especially for Andy, Somerset have got there as well. So quickly, Richard, your thoughts on the Broadwoods Trophy so far? I think it's been an excellent competition, obviously only
2: five games, so it's it's a mini format. I like the fact that they decided to experiment with something that was out there. I think the two, two, two best teams for the last couple of years have got to the final, so we've got a thoroughly competitive final. We have a showpiece game. I hope it doesn't rain and we get something that we deserve. Um, one thing I will say, just lastly... I know they're talking about changing the whole format of County cricket next year, and it might follow the Bob, Bob Willis trophy. The only thing that worries me about that is, is, you know, last year we'd gone from uh, 10 teams in the second division to eight teams in the first, and we just rejigged that. And now we're changing again. So let's just have a plan and stick with it for five years and see how it works out rather than just changing year <laughs> upon year. That said three conferences, Decent idea, worth trying. I think it's been a been an overall thumbs up. So well done, the, EBC, the ECB. How about that for a change?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say here, here as well. Uh, Annie, congratulations from a Somerset point of view. Uh, very well deserved. Um, I'm sure you're not going to disagree with Richard saying the best two Red Bull sides have actually got through to the final.
1: Well, of course, uh, we both got through to the final last year. And, and in fact, we were both at the game, weren't we, Richard? But uh, I didn't know you then. Um so uh yes I'm I'm absolutely delighted of course uh, I I couldn't watch the last bit of the game I had to go and, and have a walk round outside because uh, their eighth wick, uh Worcester's eighth wicket kit partnership was a little bit um tense for me. Um but yeah I'm I'm really delighted. I'm I'm of course I'm sad for Yorkshire though. I I I'm un, unlike Richard I love all the counties and I love Surrey as well so there you are. <laughs> um so anyone who misses out, I mean, we, it looked at one point like Somerset we're going to miss out too, mm. so uh, I feel for Yorkshire. Um, but yeah, hooray, I'm just going to try and get there now.
0: <laughs> well, good Somerset. luck with that one. Mm. Wes, have you sort of been following the uh, Bob Willis Trophy, taking note of various uh, teams, etc.?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm a, a Kent supporter, despite having no relation to Kent whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I think they uh, also narrowly missed out on on this final. But um, as you say, Somerset and Essex, the the two arguably the two best Red Bull teams, uh, Red Bull counties around. And as you say, we're we're in the last sort of like uh, playoff, as you will, in the in last year's county championship. So it, for those two, it is well deserved. They and sort of fitting in a way that they should be in the final of of this inaugural Bob Willis Trophy. Um, but uh, and have also had uh, a good run, finishing up on 82 points, second in the South Group uh, at just eight eight points behind Essex, uh, in fact. And uh, of course, Zach Crawley <laughs> leading the way after his, his superb Test match form, got uh, mm. another hundred yesterday. Narrowly missed out on seeing the team home, but uh, it's, it's it's been a, a very good tournament, I think, and and good to see Red Bull Cricket back. And obviously, at the start of the summer, we we were faced with the prospect of no cricket at all, and and as as the summer grew on, maybe it was just going to be fifty over and twenty over stuff. But it is good to see the ECB putting uh, some prior or giving some priority to red Bull cricket, and I think that's that's sort of shown <laughs> uh, after the test matches this summer.
0: We'll come back to the county scene shortly. Let's quickly delve into the international scene. Uh, Annie was uh, doing guerrilla cricket yesterday. She had the mm. pleasure of uh, commentating and doing all sorts of stuff there on. Uh, <laughs> What has been, Annie, I think you'd agree, a wonderful T20 series. I mean, obviously, England-Australia matches are always built up with a hype and everything else, et cetera, understandably so. But, you know, the cricket has been excellent throughout those three T20 matches.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we well, England, I'll go there first because, obviously, they're my favourite. Um We've had some fantastic bowling with um, the the fast bowling of um, Archer and Wood to start with. they've but they've had some uh, really really dangerous looking balls and some really um, top speeds there. And but of course, it should uh, we should hinge on uh, Rashid, who has uh, been a, a brilliant T Twenty bowler for a long time, and he really really cemented his uh, place where you know in the. Uh, things of time to say, Rashid is uh, such a player. Um, but um, again, batsman uh, Butler and uh, Milan, both of them really, really strong. Um, so it's that has been fantastic to watch. Um, Morgan again, you know, it, it's it's just a fantastic uh, side. We are um, looking really strong. And of course, yesterday was a a weaker side. Um, we didn't have the uh, uh, the the big strong uh, batting of um, Butler and Morgan, which is a shame. Um, and Billings didn't come off, which uh, is a shame because he he would have uh, potentially been fantastic as well. So um, I yeah, a, a fantastic series. Of course, we're playing Australia. They they are the enemy, and. Um, you know, we build them up so much. In fact, I was having a a chat with David Gower the other day and he was saying that um, that, uh, the... Australia or, or the other team that you play they're always um, the enemies on the field and, and they, you, you think of them as animals almost and then afterwards they um, in the bar then you can chat with them and you realise they are actually human and I, I'm not sure Australia are human but um, so I've, I've managed to try and stay off watching um, the test so that I don't um, start to think of them as human.
0: <laughs> you mentioned two big names there, obviously, uh, Owen Morgan hmm. and, of uh, course, Josh Butler. I mean, I think one thing that we did find out yesterday, Annie, in particular, was England are not the strength without those two key players, are they?
1: Definitely not, no. Uh, I mean, well, they're the both the captains, aren't they? The Captain Morgan and the Captain Butler. Um, and Moen Ali is... Is uh, is not obviously. It looks like the, It doesn't look like the captain that those two are. Um, but it's their. It's their big hitting. I mean, they just look untouchable at times, and and can can hit all over the park, everywhere, every shot. They're just immense players.
0: Richard, one thing also that was disappointing in yesterday's T twenty. Was England's fielding wasn't it? It was very very sloppy. It was very slack. Uh, obviously, Berto dropped a catch. Uh, all sorts of situations there. Uh, or in the end, I think Australia got home. They probably got to go home a bit more easier than, than what they did actually. But and of course, we're talking about Adil Rashid in particular. There, I mean, you know, there's so much talk about him. Uh, he is a white ball player, yeah, understandably, so i I go along with Annie's point of view. I think he's, he's outstanding as one of England's best white ball players. But Red Bull, I mean, he keeps on about, is he going to play Red Bull cricket? Do you think he can fit in an England setup with Red Bull cricket? What would be your answer to those points? Well, I think he's certainly got the talent too. I don't
2: think talent's the issue, but it's, the, it's one of the major questions that exists in cricket today with the strength and the money of the short form of the game. The long form of the game is, is what we consider the ultimate challenge. However, the short form is where where the money is. And if you're a, a professional athlete and you have a short career, uh, you want to maximise the amount you can earn. There's nothing wrong with that at all, uh, and yet county cricketers have this situation now where they've got to do the thing that kills their body: play long-form cricket, you know, 90 overs a day, 80 overs a day, whatever it is, um, and that has the ability to not only use up time that that, that you could be uh, using playing more white ball games but also has the potential to end your career a little bit early, which could pre- prevent you earning. So you are seeing, you know, we, we had it with Essex last year, Mohamed Amir uh, retired from Red Bull cricket and came back to play the one extra game mm-hmm. at uh, at Kent. Sorry, Wes, but it was at Kent. And it <laughs> right. but, um, uh, but, but he he retired and he's in the prime of his career and he's a fantastic bowler. And and it's a shame to see. It's a shame to see um, that uh, al Rashid made the decision he made. I mean, there's a knock-on effect with that. I mean, Don Best has gone to to Yorkshire. Is he filling that hole? Is that a product of the fact that Rashid isn't going to come back? Talent's not the issue. As I say, it's will and where you see your cricketing career. And increasingly, I I, I don't blame players for using their career to maximise their earnings as long as they do it in a in a respectful way that it's on the cricketing authorities now to make long form red ball cricket, um, attractive, um, in terms of terms of the finances, in terms of the glory and also in its ability to, um, allow players to withstand the punishment.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a real uh, conundrum of uh, modern day cricket, isn't it? That you, that we have to choose between red ball and white ball and, and, and players are pigeonholed into either. It's, it's a shame.
0: Mm. Words, well, you got any thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, we've
3: seen Rashid have, what, two stints in, in the test side now, and, and I'm just looking at his stats, a, a test average, bowling average, that is, of, of just under 40. Uh, and even his, his first-class average is, is OK. It's nothing spectacular at 35. But when you compare that to the other main two spin options that England have in Jack Leach and Don Best. Their first-class records are, are far superior and mm. both of those two are far more focused on the Red Bull game, as as seen with Best going, going to Yorkshire with, with Leach becoming now the number one spinner in Somerset. So sort of a fight out between, <laughs> between those two um, to be England's premier spinner. And I think with tours to uh, India and Sri Lanka, fingers crossed coming up, um, those two spin options, are both turning the ball a different way. Whereas if you have Rashid, then this <laughs> him and leg spinning the ball the same way. Rashid will probably get more turn, but mm. leg spin is is that much more a little bit more in, uh, inconsistent uh, compared compared to
0: finger spin. So,
3: whilst uh, I think Rashid is is best off sticking to the white
0: ball stuff at the moment. <laughs> Let's go on to an interesting subject now about cricket on terrestrial television. Obviously, this is, this season, this strange season has to be said uh, in more ways than one. uh, Has finally seen not one, but two recent internationals being beamed on uh, terrestrial television. Uh, The first one is England-Pakistan. They got, was it 2.7 million? I think the one over the weekend apparently also had a good view in, in particular. Richard, your thoughts on cricket and terrestrial television?
2: I think it's critical. And I think it is uh, obviously a a major mistake that was made in 2005. Who's who's paid for that decision? Who Mm. made that decision? Who's culpable for that decision? Has anyone admitted that... That that decision was a mistake. It seems that what's happened, with regard to I'll mention it, the hundred, is in a in to a large extent, trying to undo the damage that that, that was done by that decision. Um, there's conflicting reports over whether the nub of the issue was getting uh, for getting the BBC involved um, was. Um, the 100, um, but certainly it's, it's of huge strategic importance. And remember, the ECB lobbied to get off the protected list because England internationals and Wimbledon, for example, are on a protected list. So they had to lobby to get that off in order to sell it to start and make more money. Getting it back on has strategic importance because the game, to a large extent, disappeared from our TV screens and, as as a consequence, disappeared from our from our schools and has disappeared, is disappearing from our village green. So it's it's massively important. The figures for the Pakistan game were relatively good. Um, the first one, the following game, there's reports came out today to suggest the younger audience was lacking, and of course that's the most important audience. But you know, you're unraveling, unraveling uh, 15 years where this has this has not been on, on terrestrial TV, so it's not gonna come back overnight. I mean, someone who voted in the election at the end of last year would have been four when 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 uh, cricket disappeared from terrestrial screens. Okay, so they've gone from four to 18, 19, without seeing cricket on terrestrial, terrestrial uh, screens. It is not gonna come back straight away, but I'm glad it's there, it needs support, proper support. Um, you know i'm not it could have been on channel 4 i'd have been very happy for it to be on channel 4 they did a good job when they had it in those last few years but um the bbc is a is a is our premium is our national broadcaster is a, is a is a premium channel to be on so it can only be a good thing as long as it's patched the right way the values are kept and there isn't um a big nasty consequence for the county game which i'm concerned about.
0: <laughs> Annie, is there an argument that you know this business about sport has to go on terrestrial television because it's the only way youngsters or anybody in particular is going to really try and pick up a cricket bat, get involved with cricket, love the game, etc. As well, is that a good argument? Is there a case for that or not?
1: Oh well, well there's definitely a case for that. I mean, it, I I I grew up. I've spoken to lots of people who've grown up uh, having TV on the screen as they come home from school as they do that and and what you're missing of course is uh, if you're not if you haven't got it on uh free to air you're missing the casual observer who doesn't really watch but gets taken gets taken in and gets interested in in a game that they had no idea about i um, talked to someone the other day and and he said when he was a kid he was um he was at home feeling ill and he there were test matches on telly and he got really bored watching them and then he just got really into them and he's absolutely obsessive about cricket now so you are missing those people if you're not if you are um not putting it on um free to air having said that the tv like like richard was saying i mean it's a long time we've lost we've lost a generation um and tv has changed massively people don't watch it in the same way anymore um and for example the um the live streams of the county cricket is a you're able to watch those on youtube people kids will be finding that cricket to watch on youtube on on other ways it's not it's not straightforward but yeah bring it on get it get it on free to wear as much as possible and i think it it will encourage people, having said that sky have been fantastic um, brilliant, brilliant coverage, um, and they have um, been fantastic for the game, so you know it's uh, it swings a roundabout so we don 't want to lose that that they give us, but we also need to get it out as much as possible don't don 't put it behind a <laughs> A screen, you know, behind something that a paywall, sorry, not a screen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I won't ask Wes's opinion on that because he's far too young to remember.
1: <laughs> yes, <that>. absolutely.
0: Aren't you, Wes? Yeah, I was, I was five
3: years old when, uh, when cricket <laughs> was <laughs> taken off. Do <to laughs> <residential laughs> <theater. laughs> you I've
0: remember
2: it than you, I've got Essex t shirts older than you and cap. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, I don't quite remember no. watching it on TV. I, I, of course, remember the Ashes, of, of, <laughs> as yeah. many cricket fans have, we've got the entire mm. box set of that series. Mm. And, um, well,
0: sorry, but talking to the Ashes, um, recently this week, we've had uh, the retirement of Ian Bell, and Graham Onions, literally within 24 hours of each other, not that I'm saying it's a coincidence, but it just seemed rather strange that one decided to say, I've, I've had enough, and 24 hours later, the great Ian Bill does exactly the same thing. i talk about the Ashes, obviously, because we're going back to 2005, and they were pivotal in, in that Ashes victory as well. I doubt if you remember too much about that, Wes. I know it's 15 years ago. I'll come back to you in just a moment. Richard, your thoughts on Ian Bell. C- c- could we generally say he's, he is one of, or was, one of England's finest? I think stylistically, yes.
2: I think runs-wise, in terms of all competitions, I think he's fifth. I think he's above Gooch. Obviously, yeah. there's a skew there towards the, the modern era, and Gooch didn't play as much as much of the ODI stuff, etc. Et However i think if anything he 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 was well known for for breaking through extremely young in the sort of inga youth setup etc cetera, etc cetera. and there's a big um, uh, a lot of buzz around him and maybe he didn't become the the tendulkar like figure that he was painted to be but he was still a wonderful wonderful player as i say star, so stylish uh, you know Cook and Gooch are two of my absolute heroes, of course. They won't win points for style. This guy will. This guy will. You, you, you know, if, uh, for, you know, if I'm assuming if he follows all those cricketers and goes on to strictly calm dancing, he's going to win because this guy's got style. Right? <laughs> and, um, uh, I mean, I, and if anything, he's, he's not a big personality. He's not a big look-at-me personality. But he was essential for in 2005, he was as as anybody. He scored, scored runs, runs for fun, and he's he's done it everywhere. And you know, I've um, I spent a lot of lockdown playing um, Sporkle, you know, which is like cricket lists on Sporkle, listing them out. And the one that pops up everywhere is Ian Bell. You put in Ian Bell on the top in the in the run scores list, and he always pops up. And it was a bit of a surprise to me. And that proves he's gone slightly under the radar, but he's a wonderful, wonderful player. I mean, and j- just to come back on your point, the reason why, in my opinion, these um, these retirements have come now very close, of course, is the counties are making decisions over next year. Mm. Um, we know that it's going to be extremely tight. Who do you offer contracts to? Who do you not offer contracts to? The PCA have asked for a lot of sacrifices for their players, and there will be, and I'm not saying it's happened here, but there will be a lot of players older in the tooth, who look, who look around and say, well, look, you know, I'm on, I'm on X and they could probably get two young players for the X that I'm on. I've had a good career. Um, I'm getting on. The, the bones are tired. Now may be the time. Cricketers think that way. And I love the fact that they do. So that, that, I'm not saying that is a factor here, mm. but it wouldn't surprise me if it is.
0: Annie, uh, Graham Mm. Onions, I mentioned about Graham Onions, one of those big heroes in 2005. Uh, Good memories for you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that Ian Bell and Graham Onions have retired, because you could argue that Ian Bell um, had a lot more chances, had a lot more luck than um, Graham Onions. You kind of think of him as an unlucky player. He... He didn't get many chances, um, he also was injury prone a little bit, um, so uh, what did he play, seven tests or something I think, N- not, not, uh, um, whereas Ian Bell uh, something, <laughs> yeah 118 I think, something like that, so um, both of them uh, have, have a very different um, history. history, I mean, like Ian Bell was such a beautiful, tidy player, wasn't he? I mean, that, that technique is incredible. Uh, although he did, there was criticism that he only ever scored centuries when other people did. Um, so uh, that was always the case. Graham Onions, great bowler, really enjoyed watching him. But it was, uh, yeah, he, I would say he was unlucky. He was unlucky not to be more prevalent in the team.
0: Going to move on to somebody who's thought uh, to retirements. Uh, well, people were saying, "I think he's going to retire last season," and uh, he's proved everybody wrong time and time again. He keeps going on. He keeps going on. He must be about eighty-four <laughs> now. No, I'm joking. Actually, Wes, I'll come <laughs> to you. Being a Kent man, um, Darren Stevens, Woo! phenomenal, isn't he? I mean, you know, season in, season out, he performs to the highest level, and. He he, he still looks like a youngster. (laughs) That sounds strange, but he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I know. 44
3: years, 132 days old he is, as as we record this. And and yeah, he's he's still going. He's already secured uh, a a contract for next year. Uh, I think it was last year or the year before, where where his um, his career was a a bit under speculation whether he would retire then, because Kent weren't going to give him uh, a contract. But then I think he scored a a double tonne. Uh, and then took bags of wickets as well. So, so Kent gave him another year. And um, and yeah, he's, he's, he just keeps going. I think he had a brief spell, a brief uh, loan stint at Northamptonshire uh, before Kent put him on again. You um, yeah, of course, mostly playing Red Bull cricket, mostly playing the longest form of the game, of course, he plays a few T20s. Uh, and ODIs, as well, not ODIs, one days as well. But yeah, the, to play the, the four-day game at, at the age he is is... Is just remarkable, really, and five over five hundred first-class wickets, average of under twenty-five. Whether he was a bit unlucky to get, uh, well, to not receive an, an England cap, one one could argue, but given um, <laughs> well, I was I was going to say maybe his his pace would have been uh, a factor in that, but I mean, right-arm medium and over five hundred first-class wickets in in England as well, where the ball does tend to seam and swing more than one that does others, then maybe he could have played a few tests at home. But, yeah, to see him still still uh, dragging his, his, his body around it to the age of 44, <laughs> I don't think there's <laughs> there's many cricketers that will go
0: on to uh, to play <laughs> at a much older age than him. Annie, just quickly, your thoughts on uh, Mr Stevens? I think I hope he he a load of wickets against Somerset. But... <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's such a nightmare. He's been a nightmare at... at Terrible for everybody, but I love Darren Stevens. I think he's uh, he's a county stalwart. He's abs- absolutely what county cricket is all about, and I love it. And I I agree with Richard that a lot of um, of the older uh, players are probably uh, thinking, oh God, we ought to, but I just hope he doesn't. I he, there's still he's still still performing so well that there's there's uh, another couple of years in him yet.
0: Just going to finish up, we've just got a few minutes left. Um, On a sad note, actually, um, unfortunately, David Capel, former Northamptonshire player, passed away recently. Um, I remember watching David Capel, great all-rounder for Northamptonshire. I know Richard did as well. Another guy who used to play very well against Essex and Italy. Uh, Richard, just quickly come on to your memories and thoughts of David Capel.
2: I think he's one of those players that isn't going to go down as an England legend. But I think he, he, he forced his way into the England side by sheer weight of performances. You know, that there are certain players that come up through the system and because of the way they play, their style, obviously their runs, but certain factors favour them. I don't think anything favoured David Capel with the exception of hard work grits and weight of wickets and runs. Very hard, hard working player. Um, a lot of stories, and you always know when someone passes away, that if everyone's quiet, doesn't come out and praise them, they probably weren't that nice a person. <laughs> David Cooper has had a stream of stories come out saying, yeah, he, he helped out our kids, he stayed and did some extra work with them, he stayed in the bar when he was playing for us as a, a, a local team after he retired. All these stream of stories have come out. And of course he's, you know, he wasn't at the most fashionable County as well. And they were pretty successful in that period of time. And um, yeah, I, I look back on him as one of those gritty players, you know, um, one of those sort of uh, David Steele type characters for England, who going back a very long way, where's Google that Google David (laughs) Steele, Um, (laughs) because, because you'll find a player who is unfashionable, but, Work so hard, and you appreciate what he did because he worked and gave every fiber of his body to uh, to achieve what he did, mm. and that's why I think David Capel ha- the passing of him has been received with with so much uh, affection, shall we say? Mm.
0: Mm. Thank you for that, uh, uh, Richard. Uh, thanks very much, not just for yourself. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Wes. Remember, Richard's book, Last Wicked Stand, available. If you haven't read it, as I keep saying, plug, plug, plug it. It's brilliant. It's very
1: yeah. good. I've
0: read it. Now, Annie's read it. I'm sure Wes will get a copy as well. Um,
1: it's Annie... also in my magazine. I mean, <laughs> exactly. he's also like, written in my magazine. I've
0: written a piece <laughs> there you go. while we're <laughs> plugging stuff. <Okay. laughs>
2: I've written a piece this month in county cricket matters county cricket matters available on kindle and just write to my name she'll you will saw
0: it. there you go I've, I've, yeah, rich has done your plugging for you annie uh wes's <laughs> <That's Richard. laughs> Wes excellent cricket show available via radio sonar as well i'm sure that'll be coming back soon where's look forward yeah very much
3: uni, uni stats again october so hopefully another another month or so and it will be it'll be back
0: up Brilliant. And I'm sure I'll be getting a phone call saying, Peter, can you talk about, which I don't mind, which I love doing, as you well know. Um, Richard, Annie, Wes, thank you so much for spending your valuable time here talking about cricket. This has been Peter Moore with the uh, Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. Look forward to your company again in a couple more weeks when we'll have some more cricket uh, experts and cricket lovers on the show as well. Thank you very much for your time, guys.